This episode of That Record Got Me High is sponsored by Is This Tomorrow? Is This Tomorrow, a weekly webcomic, features absurdist humor and seriously silly amusement keyed to the sophisticated palate of discerning listeners like you. Since migrating online in 2003, Is This Tomorrow has always been absolutely free with no annoying advertising or paywalls. Visit isthistomorrow.com. You'll find hours of archived entertainment, hundreds of comics to distract from work, responsibilities, or just the existential pain of being alive. Dig through the archive for special Halloween comics, autobiographical strips, and even some in Anaglyph 3D. And check out our Society6 merch page for lots of Is This Tomorrow swag. Society6 forward slash Is This Tomorrow. New strip every Monday, now in color. IsThisTomorrow.com Record got me high, episode 24 or 23. I don't know, it's gotta be, it's either 23 Yeah, it's it's a big number, it's a big, we're getting into big numbers. We're getting into double digits now. Alright, welcome to That Record Got Me High, that's Barry Stock. That's Rob Elba. And today we're not doing it alone, we're both, first of all, we're live today at Laser Wolf, at the Laser Wolf in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, Mitzi... Uh, Move the door open a little, just so everyone... Uh, tell everyone you're live. Scream, everyone, scream! Yay! Hey, okay. <laughs> See? Beautiful, just Francine. To prove that we're live. Beautiful, at, uh, Francine. Laser Wolf. And we got a special guest, and it is Mr. Tim Moffat. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome, Tim Moffat. Oh. Try not to do any Tim Moffat fry. is the singer for the awesome band Armageddon Man. I guess right. you would call... What do you call you guys? Like, um, Scream Core? <laughs> No, no, no. It's not, no. They're an awesome punk band, uh, I guess, post-punk. Yep. Tim, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. In the aughts, Tim also played in an awesome band called AC Cobra. That was more of a rock and roll band, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, he's awesome, and he's our guest. Yay for me! And... What are we doing, Tim? What's the record? They They yayed for Tim. They did. Uh, Tonight we're doing Butthole Surfers Independent Worm Saloon. The Independent Worm Saloon, which is, uh, of course, a great bar. We've all drank there. (laughs) Yeah, that's where you get worms. All right, so Tim, why this this record? What about this record got you high? Um, Well, I I discovered this record probably like right after high school. Don't Uh, lie. Stop lying. (laughs) Uh, Do you want me to talk or do you want me to stop lying? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) When my uh, post-adolescent ennui sort of like took hold and I realized that the whole world didn't have to necessarily be uh, profane existence and discharge and Uh, angry punk. Okay. And uh, I had had, uh, some friends who were different. Yes. You know, not into all that stuff. And I was... Getting more into like scratch acid and yeah. the pixies and yeah, and okay. the butthole surfers and Jesus lizard and stuff like that. So was this the first record you heard by them by the butthole surfers? Uh, yeah, probably. Okay, cool. So this was their sixth sixth record actually came out in 1993, and this was their major label. That's debut, right. Which is insane when you think about it that this came out <laughs> on Capitol Records. Right. Because why? Because of Nirvana. Co- a, little, a little boy named Kurt, Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain and Nirvana, he and it was, was like. He was a big fan. Uh, yeah, he was yeah. a big fan. But it was not only that, it was 
the record companies were like, oh, people are going to buy this shit now, so here we go. But actually, it's not even this record that made the big splash. Right. It's the next one. Right. It's the, the next, next one where they had an actual bona fide, they had a bona fide hit on the next yeah, one. Yeah. 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 That song, Pepper. But this is the, I don't know, this is, this is a really great record. And I didn't, I, I, I listened to it, I'd heard it before, but I didn't really dig into it until you, you said you wanted to do it. And I really listened to it. And it is, it's a great record. And anyone, I've already had people say, oh, why are you doing that one? You know, you should be doing uh, yeah, Locust, yeah, right. uh, Locust Abortion Technician. Locust Abortion or, Technician. Yeah, it's like, yeah, screw, screw you. Just because, because this isn't that record, uh, my friends high. got my friends high. <laughs> it's that record got Tim that's Moffitt right. High. Well, I literally got high to this record. Probably yeah, for the first time, so. Okay. We didn't have yeah. to make it that literal. Well, hey, that's the name of the show. <laughs> right. I'm, try- I'm, tr- I'm just trying to get involved here. Come okay. on, guys, you have to give me some. All right, so we have to say this was uh, this was their label uh, major label debut. They only did two records on Capitol, but which I did not know till I just read it uh, doing homework on this. This record was produced by... John Paul Jones. John Paul fucking Jones produced this record. That's right. <laughs> Indeed, he had something he to did. do with uh, Led Zeppelin. Indeed, he did. He was, uh, he was associated crazy. with Led Zeppelin in some way. Okay, and now... Small. Small. Me, I, small part. I, I was looking he was when, only in the campaign for about a week. When I read that, I found a really great quote from um, Gibby about him, and he's quoted as saying, he was like a horrible drunk when we were doing that record, but, but we were loaded too. We spent, he said, we spent so much money on that record, we basically spent a fortune to hang out with some guy from Led Zeppelin. Yeah. <laughs> I feel right. like Paul jo- uh, John Paul Larry. Jones had a lot to do with uh, the sound of the record, though. Oh, yeah, no, I think so, too. In the so same too. way that, like, Ray Manzarek produced those X records. Right. The X records, and right. No, this record sounds... Yeah, this record sounds awesome. It's got... Uh, guitar sounds are awesome. Yeah. The tone the is completely awesome. different on yeah, this record is. than it is in any of their other records. Right, yeah. right. But it's still them. It's still a butthole surfer. It's still got crazy left turns, right turns, it crazy does. shit going on. Yeah. I kind of feel like this record has, like, a... a Overarching menace to it. Right. Well, I feel like that about the, that whole band. I've always well, felt you that should, about. Yeah, the, you should. Okay, you have a theory the about this album, which was sort of explored in the promo video that I made for it. Absolutely. And can you tell our tell our listeners <laughs> and <laughs> viewers? What that your theory about this record? How much do you want me to break it down? Do, do it. you want to go, go song for by song? Well, no, yeah. we're not there yet. But just, but give, just us give, overall, us overall, give us the overall, give us the the cliff notes. So once upon a time, I was driving around my car, listening to this record on a tape. And uh, probably sixth time too uh, through, I was like, this this entire record is sort of a, a, a based on The Exorcist. It's a hundred percent based on The Exorcist. Yeah. Now, how high were you when you when you Zero. came up with that? Really? But right. I but I had probably dri- been driving around with the sun in my face for like three hours. Oh, okay. Right. Here comes train another coming. train. Here comes train, by the way. Welcome to Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> yes, Lazy Wolf, we do have the, uh, we do have the train coming Train, by. so we're just... All right, so that's a right, that's an awesome theory. I guess as we go through it, we're going to explore And there are, some, t- there are some touchstones on there that I you can I don't know if I'm totally yeah. buying that theory, <laughs> but, you know... Well, well I can a, give you I mean, a quick a direct, rundown you know. of the theory, and then we can go through song by song and see how that works. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Go, go for it. You go, man. You go. Okay, so it's your crazy, dumb theory, so go ahead. It starts out with who was in my room last night, right? Right. Yes. So I'm assuming that's maybe somebody in bed with something hovering over them, sort of scoping them out. Right. Okay? Right, okay. And the video that goes with that uh, is not necessarily based on The Exorcist, but the song, you know, sort of seems like it, it could theoretically be somebody. Well, he's got, he's got the cold, you know, he's got the cold sheets and the sweat. And exactly. Then... It's more of like a sickness. Right. Uh, the next song, the wooden song, 
is sort of nice, but it's also uh, uh, it's got a couple things in there. You got the lyrics. Right? I got the lyrics, man. <laughs> Doesn't she do something with a cross in the movie? A she does. Cross? She she does. But also, that's isn't that the one that where it talks about being in the ceiling fan? Yeah, dancing in ceiling fans, yeah. Which also made me think of like uh, whirling dervishes, but also that thing is above them watching. It's in the ceiling fan. It's sort of checking it (laughs) out. Uh, By the way, just so we're clear on this, uh, Rob's not buying any of this. Well, no, but well, there is. There's actually one. There's there's only one actual drop from the actual movie The Exodus that's on the record, but that's tongue. Right, which yeah. is and the, the song first, tongue. but that right. that's the first song on the. It's a Butthole Surfers record, which is typically those typically those songs are a little off kilter and weird. That's the first song where there's anything in the record that is uncomfortable, and it's the chords in that record. And there's two you can hear both guitars. They're really uncomfortable. Whatever okay. they're playing <laughs> is really uncomfortable. Right, and that is actually at the end of that song is where they. Directly yeah. reference The Exorcist. Yes. Correct. Yes. You're gonna die up there, and then you hear Sound her peeing, peeing on the floor. Which oh oh that freaks that whole movie freaks me out so bad. I, I usually I will watch it every uh, a couple years. I will rewatch that movie just to scare the shit out of myself. <laughs> so directly from that is chewing George Lucas chocolate and Goofy's concern, which is the uh, demon going crazy, right? Taking oh. control. Oh. Oh, okay. And okay. then it sort of uh, uh, from there on out. The entire record is is kind of uncomfortable to listen to. True. Right, right. There is nothing that's more, you know, straightforward from there on out. It's a little crazy. It's a little uh, uh, dissonant on every song. I mean, you you know, everything from there on out is just nuts. Right. And like The, the Exorcist even, starts out a little... It's yeah, like it a meal with my like family in Leesburg, Florida. <laughs> It Maybe it's about okay. that. I mean, there's Maybe a song. Gibby's singing about that. You don't know me. You don't know my name. There's a whole part about uh, feeling holy in that song. Oh, uh, okay. And then, uh, and even the the name part. You don't know my name because that was a whole big thing in the exactly. Exodus. Where you say, okay, exactly. you know what, Captain Howdy. You're convincing me. Tim's very convincing, by the way. He's got those. He's got those eyes, and he looks very sincere. <laughs> well, actually, that I think it's that song in particular is the one where. To me, that's that is the Captain Hardy Howdy, Howdy part, right. where they're doing the Captain exorcism, Howdy. and What's he's like, "You don't know so me, you don't know creepy. my name, but you <laughs> can feel Lennon what I'm roaming around there outside, by the way, like a caged animal." <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, I hijacked the entire premise of how this show goes. Cool. No, no, that's fine, that's, that's fine, great. that's cool. That's usually what we do, but we should talk about the the butts and how they got to this point. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, the one uh, one thing I just wanted to say about the the band itself, they're one of these bands that have like a barrier to entry one of the barrier to entry for them is their name itself right. because some people are just never going to listen to a band called Butthole Surfers right. like the Dead Kennedys or Christian Death or right. Fucked Up does everybody know what Butthole Surfing is? Surfing the butthole, <laughs> no, which it's is when the, your dog wave. has an itchy asshole and it drags itself across the carpet to itch its asshole. Now, is this just your definition, though? No, or I is think this it's, the that's butthole you surfing. Think? I think you're That's still. why I put because that. Because actually, uh, did you read how they. Yeah, but, I did. All have, right. Have you ever told you the story about how I know I was the story of their name. Singing okay. Christian Death Aloud at work and they're working in an office? Bad. It's a bad idea. Don't do it. You don't need to hear it. That's the How gist. old were you when you were seeing Christian Death? It was like w- a month ago. Last week. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, the, for those for those who don't know the story, Barry, real quick, it was actually not even their name. It was a, They had a song called right. uh, Butthole Surfer, Surfer, and Butthole then Surfer. just Surfer, and then someone introduced them, and he didn't know, yeah, he couldn't remember their name. What is the deal name. with these fucking trains? Again. East Coast, man. East Coast. <laughs> 
Uh, Chris, can we do something about the trains here? Yeah, is there I some we... number you can call so just, the trains don't keep yeah, Just put by. something on the track like a mannequin. Or like, put that alien on the track. I don't know. I don't know. The train did murder someone today. Yeah. No, it's not confirmed that it murdered someone, right? It hit a car, but I don't think anyone. I think that's attempted murder. Okay, so I cop to the fact that Yes, their song, the but butthole surfing is also what dogs do when they get the the glands need to be expressed. That sounds reasonable to can me. We, I, I can we it. discuss? I have a four way split. I can't for the life of me think of who the uh, fourth band is, but it's Stickman with Ray Guns, Daniel Johnston and Butthole Surfers, and the the story goes that the Butthole Surfers dosed Jan- Daniel Johnston. And he has Gibby specifically says, "Look, we knew that Daniel was." Was had some issues, and there is absolutely no way anyone in that. I've seen the interview. He's had Gibby's having his teeth fixed. He's at the dentist, and they're interviewing him. It's in the, the documentary, The Devil and Daniel Johnston. And they Gibby's leaning back, and he's talking while the dentist is drilling his teeth. And he goes, "We knew that Daniel had some some mental health issues, and there's no way anybody in the Butthole Surfers would have dosed Daniel with LSD. We like Daniel, and that was we did not do that. He didn't. Um, I'd like to just. Interject, and this is just based on nothing. <laughs> that's pretty much welcome you, to our you podcast. Defined our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's Gibby it's Haynes Seinfeld, right but now. About records. But that's Gibby Haynes now. True. Not Gibby Haynes after taking a fistful of acid. Right. Yeah. True. And, true. And shooting a, a shotgun full of blanks at a crowd. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In the early nineties. Right. Oh man, there was some messed up. All right. For uh, one thing that we haven't even brought up, but but for a period of years. They they would have in the eighties they would have this naked girl which what was her yes, name yes um, <laughs> yeah yeah I I recently I there. rebought our band could be your life so I could reread that chapter because that's the yes, best that's right that's right the best I chapter saw, I saw the I saw them in Clearwater and we sat through nineteen bad hardcore bands it was eighty eight I think and we sat through these terrible hardcore bands and there was one good hardcore band called Flag of Democracy they were fine. And then the buttholes came on, and the, they came out and played the most insane, like, 15 minutes of music I ever heard in my life. And then the, thank you, Tampa, Clearwater, the, the Nazi skinheads from Tampa and Clearwater started throwing beer bottles at the stage and groping the topless dancer. Paul Leary broke his guitar over a skinhead's head. Oh, nice. And that was the end of the show. Well, good for Paul Leary, by the way. And then Gibby uh, said to him, Hey, Paul, man, we can't we can't afford another guitar on this tour. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, anyway, the girl's name was uh, Kathleen Lynch, a.k.a. Kathleen, a.k.a. Ta-da, the shit lady. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gibby so, had sex with her on stage the, uh, in New York, yeah, too. Yeah, I read. That was a crazy story. Like, he had sex with her, and the other... Um, uh, and then he Paul went Leary and apologized was... to the club owner the next day and said... I'm real sorry. I was real drunk. I don't know what I, I would never have done that if I was. Well, that drunk. wasn't the whole thing in the set because also Paul Leary was dismantling like some one of the speakers with a with a screwdriver, and Gibby had also started a, a fire on stage. I think it was at Hurrah, <laughs> the, the New Wave Club Hurrah. Right. Have you have you guys read Our Band Could Be Your Life? Yes, yeah, of course. I, yeah. I lived it. <laughs> You're better than me, then. Nah, so. we're just older. Yeah. <laughs> So that it book, they talk book. about they're, they're the callback for the entire Azarod, book. Right? Yes, yes. I love it. I read it on tour. It was the best. Oh. It was the best thing to read on tour. The callback, though, for every band is somehow the Butthole Surfers. Because right. they keep talking about how Henry Rollins and uh, Ian McKay were giving out Butthole Surfers tapes. 
but the Butthole Surfers were on tour and had no idea that they were <laughs> selling out records everywhere. And they were out of, you know, out of print. Yeah, right. And right. they're they're like collecting bottles in New York to try to like scrounge up money <laughs> yeah. to to feed themselves. Right. Right. Were, okay. <laughs> so we said uh, so we said it was produced by John uh, John Paul Jones and um, not John Bonham. <laughs> no, not John Bonham. That would have been and difficult. John Paul Jones also. I I found a quote for him working with the band. He said they were actually incredibly hardworking in the studio, but I do recall running up a phenomenal bar bill at the San Rafael, Rafael studio. studio. Yeah, and uh, he said Gibby did one vocal take, shouting into his guitar. He held it out in front of his face and screamed at it. He was trying to find out if it picked up through the pickups. Uh, and he said, and it kind of <laughs> did, and it was pretty cool. <laughs> so it sounded like he was he yeah. was into it. And he uh, obviously, he, he got a really g- great result. I so my, my, my drummer um, does like several different metal things and whatever, and he asked me to do vocals for one of them. And it was very heavily influenced by the butthole surfers, the way they do things. So I did like one whole track all the way through, like screaming and yowling and sort of up and down and up and down and up and down. And I did another one straight all the way through. And he kept looking at me like I was out of my mind. And I'm like, well, just try it. Let's just try it. See how it sounds. And at the end, he was like, that's the coolest shit I've ever heard in my entire life. All right. I'm like, yep, that's... That's what it's From all those about. Guys. Your drum, you can say who your drummer is. Shout out, shout him out. Why would I do that? Because, because why not? You don't. He think already he wants has to a big himself? enough ego. Oh, say who he is because I can't remember Fuck his drummers, name. Drummers, drummers, <laughs> uh, his name? His name is Phil Pinto. That's it, Phil. Pinto. I love Phil. Why would you not? Why would you not call him out? What's the matter uh, with you? Because I'm obstinate. Singers. Um, all right. uh, are you a singer? <laughs> no, yeah. ex singer. Now I'm a pod- oh, he's an ex I'm a podcaster. I'm just. Are a you a drummer? Man. You're not a drummer, though. No, please. Um, all right, Garcon, <laughs> more coffee. <laughs> all right, so let's get let's get into the record proper. Uh, the first song, "Who Was in My Room Last Night," which, by the way, it was both featured on Beavis and Butthead, a Beavis and Butthead episode. <laughs> And I'll never forget, sometime in the 2000s, uh, a guitar hero was really big. And my daughter, my older daughter, Corey, who the last live podcast we did, by the way, she called me up the, the next day and told me that I was full of, full of shit. shit. <laughs> that she was calling me out on my bullshit. So this is not bullshit. She was a huge guitar hero fan. And I'm listening, and she's playing it, and I hear the fucking butthole servers. I hear this song, and I'm going, is that the butthole servers in your game? And uh, yeah, it's awesome. And so it's actually awesome because she actually ended up becoming a big fan of this record too, and it was because of that. So uh, big it's a great for record. A guitar, but big this ups is, for yeah. a guitar hero. For this you know, is probably the kids. this if you if if you're gonna if you're gonna own one like if you're it's the most easy buttholes record to like put on and just listen to because there's the textures and stuff. Are, are, it's a professional recording, and they had a real producer, yeah. and they were obviously trying to make something that was, you know, commercial in some way. Uh, but still, but there's still, see, I don't. Well, think... yeah, the song, the last song, "Clean It Up," <laughs> is pretty much, you know, if you get to the end of the record, and the big surprise <laughs> is, yeah, there's, clean it up. There's some crazy shit on this record. Well, I mean, I love uh, "Electric Larryland." Yeah, that's the next record with right. Pepper. Right, but that's half a record. Once you get to my brother's wife, they start to get to the really, really experimental stuff that they carry over into Weird Revolution. Right, right. And it's not bad. It's just not what I... I that's not a Butthole Surfer's record. To me. To right, me. Right, right. No, I hear you. That's, that's fair. That's a progression, though, that maybe I just didn't catch on to. Right. Which is totally fine. 
um, it, it did sort of stop. Well, there. they had been look. Those guys. When did that first EP come out? Like eighty two, eighty three. Pick you. PCP EP live oh, yeah, PC, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then with uh, and it had uh, Barbecue Pope on it. Shaw sleeps in Lee Harvey's grave. I love that. Um, there's a time to fuck and there's a time to pray, and the Shaw sleeps in Lee Harvey's grave. And so, so and then they had for those of you who think Barry was playing the record, that was Barry. He wasn't playing the record. <laughs> yeah, that was the right. So I anyway, know it's hard to believe. <laughs> anyway, they had been doing this for a, being the butthole surface for a long time, and they partied hard. So there was some, I think, there was some burnout, and they probably this you know the uh, by '93 they probably would like to have lived a little more cushy life than they had been living in, you know, live in a van with a dog named Mark Farner to guard their equipment. <laughs> well, I did see them, um, what, 2009, 2008, something like that? They were great. They were technically very, very good. They were right. really yeah. great. Uh, they were not crazy. Right. Which is fine. Well, even, yeah, but that's fine. Is, they, they were good. Even though, the, even when they were crazy, they were great musicians. And we didn't mention the band, by the way. We talked about uh, Gibby Haynes, but the guitar player, Paul Leary, yep. who is a monster guitar He's player. He's awesome. Great He's psychedelic great. guitar player. And on this record, Jeff uh, Pincus played bass. They've right. had, they had other. Our friend Kramer. I didn't even know our friend yeah, Kramer played Pincus bass played with them for a while. Yeah, but Pincus played bass with them for a long time. And yeah. uh, King Coffee on drums. Right. But, and then, but they also so had Teresa. They used to have another drummer, Teresa. Right, right. Who was not on. Drummers, the, right. Two drummers. She yeah. decided, nah, I don't want to be in a crazy band yeah. like this anymore, <laughs> which is fair. Well, All right, I mean, so we established uh, who was in my room. We established who was in his room. Tim says Satan. It was a, a well, demon, you know, or a demon, <laughs> or flea. He's in the video. Oh, okay, okay. Well, Satan appears on uh, another Buttholes record on uh, 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 um, Locust Abortion Technician, where on the intro, where Jello Biafra reads that little. That little thing. Satan, Satan, Satan. Satan. And when you see your mom next weekend, <laughs> tell her. Oh, I love that. That's great. And um, the Wooden Song, track two. Yeah, and see, now this is crazy to make this the second song on the record. It's just total about face. Well, so who was in my room last night? That's an easy transition. Right. If you're if you're into like crazy punk rock, you listen to that and you're like, oh, that's cool. That's you know, but it's also, it's also that. Yeah, right, but right. it's also a, a classic butthole surfers trope is the sea shanty. They have a lot of sea shanty kind of songs in oh, okay, their okay. repertoire. Right, right. And, and so this is sea, uh, sea shanty. it's a sea shanty. It's, it's a sea shanty. Say that um, six times, baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's got nice chords. She sells shitholes on the seashore. And um, <laughs> the the two lines where he says. Tell me a good one and maybe I'll cry. Tell me a good one and maybe I'll die. It's see, it's a little, it's it's got a lot of malice. This this record is malicious. Yeah, well, I think I, I it, almost in this it could be saying that their joke that that they joke and they laugh about everything. But, but yeah, but in the end, it's just it, it's not going to help ease anyone's pain. Yeah, this is a little malicious. existential crisis song, I think too. Um, circled in secrets, playing a game. Well, I know it sounds strange, but it could be... He's talking about being dead. Yeah. You know, he could be alive, but he also could be in the ground. Or he could be a demon circling your bed. <laughs> All right, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So and he's, get, uh, he's, he's yeah, licking his chops, okay, yeah. and there he's eyeballing his prey. Come on now. <laughs> hey, All right, we're, we're going on two tracks. We got two tracks going. We got the... 
the standard the track, and we have the Exorcist track going on, the, on this. <laughs> oh track yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> so the third song, "Tongue," this is the one that actually has the uh, the drop in that we talked about but from it's the, the Exorcist. First song on the record with dissonance. Yes, right. and it's okay. really, okay. really heavy. It's heavy dissonance. Yeah, yeah. And he says, uh, right, so it's like, uh, hold on to something, better hold on to you. It really was a wild one. But summer is come and gone. A lot of nice people would fade away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it is, it is very menacing, and it is. But you know what? You could you could argue that every fucking song on this record, he was he was just completely Well, I mean, uh, there's a thing. Fucked you know, up it on is, acid. It is you a, could say that. It is a butthole surfer's record. Yeah. The so there is. <laughs> are there any children out there? There's people no children will, out there. Are there drinking be beer? You all look like children to me. Also, actually. there's um, <laughs> in uh, buttholes and Gibby singing in a and there's Rocky Erickson sort of hangs over a lot of this stuff too. Oh, oh yeah, right, yeah, right, right, right. Two headed dog kind of yeah, yeah. yeah. And Definitely. well, also just the vocal delivery and stuff, and you know they were from the same you know. Oh same, yeah, he was the general he vicinity. Was he was around. A huge influence on uh, yeah, Gibby big in time. So. I mean, tech, let's be honest, Austin Punk is kind of the best punk. Well, I don't know, man. My opinion. Okay. You, Your opinion is yeah. all that You're our guest. I am wearing a dick shirt. I am wearing a dick shirt. That's true. Okay, yes. yeah. All right. And, and the big boys and, uh, the, you know, all those things. <laughs> okay. Chuck. Look, Chuck, you're being so quiet. Chuck snuck he in is. here. He's being like, a, what a good boy. <laughs> I'm not a dick like Tim Moffat interrupting <laughs> podcast. Oh, this is how. I was wondering what how he was going to get over on Tim, and now this is it. Okay. Love you, Tim. Um, okay, so he we get me on the face. The uh, fourth is is not a song; it's just a little snippet. But I don't know, Tim. Are you are you too young to remember uh, Cheech and Chong like uh, records, no, like the Cheech and Chong records? And no, stuff? no, no, I don't no, know. I think everyone. I think everyone's like thirty years younger than. Well, my my parents. Uh, we're definitely Cheech and Chong fans. Okay, and they listen because I remember just that explains something and this about is a your total DNA. Homage. <laughs> this uh, Chu and George. Well, didn't we talk about the? Uh, back against the wall, motherfuckers. Yeah, right. Yeah, so that was my parents too. Okay. They would never ever admit to it. Now it's on the air. So there you go. Oh. Well, intervent. When we do your eventual intervention, we'll have them both in. You said right. they were supposed to be here tonight. That's <laughs> not the actual intervention. Uh, Chew and George Lucas's chocolate. It's just a funny little, and it's a mod. Right, it's a lead a up. Well, it's actually part. Genre. Yeah, and it's pretty much a lead up to the next song. To Goofy's concern, uh, which. Um, and you know what? Did you notice all the songs they just say about whole surfers? But I'm assuming Gibby is, writes the majority of the lyrics. I'm assuming they seem a lot of them seem very stream of consciousness. But who's to say? You can't say that he may be you know wanting to say something that everything's saying, or it could just be total stream of consciousness. It's really hard to say. Gibson Haynes, if you'd like to call in and uh, help yeah. us out with this, uh, we would be glad so to So in this song, <laughs> assuming it's Gibby, Gibby doesn't give a fuck in this song because he says, I don't give a fuck about your mom and your dad. I don't give a fuck about the things you had. I don't give a fuck about what you're going to do. All I ever fucking think about is you. Oh, and yeah. if he's a demon and he's going to take over uh, your body. <laughs> see, I was thinking it more like he there thinks you go. it's like a love song to him, but I guess your way could be better. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have to be better. It just... Well, it just is better. All right. Um, okay. All right. And uh, then we go into a song called Alcohol, which this this song, Alcohol, to me, sounds more like an old school. Uh, butthole song. Butthole, yeah, butthole it is. Song, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And it's basically an, an ode to alcohol. But yeah. it's also very um, disconcerting. You it is. You listen to this song, it's very off-putting. Again, much yeah. like Tongue, 
you know, from here on out, all of the songs get weirder and weirder and harder to listen to, right. but not in the way that butthole surfers typically are. Right, right. Because it, typically the butthole surfers are a lot of percussion. They don't change up their tone. They sort of uh, just do weird things, and it's right. cool, and it's fun. This record, though, the this tone changes from song to song. Think of the annoying song. Yeah, yeah sure. Think of yeah. that. Sure. And everything sort of changes up for the songs uh, going forward. But this song, they actually do some, a couple songs, they actually sound like they're drunk while they're playing it. And this is one of those. I feel like they could have all been very drunk. When <laughs> it's they're entirely possible. And I just want to say something really quick, because once again, uh, and, uh, did you notice this song was actually hard to find lyrics to some of the songs? Because yeah. even, even Genius lyrics gave up. Yeah, yeah. But the funniest thing I saw on Genius lyrics, there was some guy that like wrote into them and called them out saying, oh, you got the words all wrong. wrong. And he insisted that it was written by these people, like it was a song written by S- Sophie Livebrand and Svant Joven, these like Norwegian people, they have a song called Alcohol, and he insisted that, that was it, and it's not. But the funny thing was that he called them out on it, and his screen name was Now You Have Cancer. <laughs> <laughs> so I just thought that was fun. Nice. Welcome to the uh, internet. That sounds like a Butthole Surfers fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. But he was like, and I said, oh, really? It's a cover? And I looked it up, and it's like, no, no, this guy was totally wrong. Mr. Now You Have Cancer was wrong. I hope that song has a lot of yodeling in it. <laughs> oh, the, the song, I didn't even bother to listen to it. Really um, all right, so we're just about at the halfway mark. Um, once again, we're live at Laser Wolf, and we're doing uh, That Record Got Me High. Open the door real quick, Chuck. Everyone live, just to prove we're still live. Say hi, everyone. <laughs> they look like they're in a trance, yeah, right, a catatonic yeah. trance. All right, so we're going to take they're a break. so excited. We'll be back. That Record Got Me High is sponsored by Is This Tomorrow? Is This Tomorrow started out as a comic that ran in the Tallahassee, Florida college paper, The Florida Flambeau, in 1991. After running a number of strips, the editor became infuriated with the content of the strip, finding it inappropriate for the readers of a college paper. After a strip about a bachelor party where Barney Rubble was killed after an argument with a pimp, ITT was no more. Luckily, many of these early strips that survived are available on the isthistomorrow.com website. In the past 15 years, Is This Tomorrow has appeared weekly, though the, the, the format has changed through the years. The current strips are in full color and focus on current events and the absurdity of modern life. Many of the strips in the archive cover genres such as science fiction, satire, horror, biography, humor, and true crime. Check it out at isthistomorrow.com. Five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> he loves counting. He's loves, I think it's like, like a, the uh, You like the count. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that record got me high. That's Barry Stock. That's Rob Elba. We're here with our special guest, Tim Moffat. Hello. Of Armageddon Man. Yeah. We and we're doing um, what the hell's the name of this record? Independent <laughs> Worm Saloon, <laughs> <laughs> the Butthole Surfers. Yes, the Butthole Surfers, and we're up to Dog Inside Your Body. And right. This, this song has an awesome riff and extremely twisted lyrics. It Absolutely. Does. This yeah. is like this song is kind of like Slayer. It's got a Slayer-ish riff. Uh, Can we play it real quick? Uh, we'll play <laughs> Just it. sing it. <laughs> now we'll we'll play it. I'll, I'll it edit in. it in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is that the one? Yeah. Now, I think to Gibby, I think uh, this is a love song. I think to him, he thinks he's singing right. a love song. But it's also, this song harkens back to an older butthole song where we're with a similar sort of uh, vocal style, and it's Cherub off of uh, Another Man's Sack. It's got that same sort of, 
it, uh, like ran up on a car accident in the middle of the night vibe. Okay. Now, how does this? <laughs> I could get. I could get behind that. Sure. Now, Tim, how does this tie into the uh, Exorcist milieu or whatever your? Uh... Um, well, dog inside your body. Oh, yeah, that's right. right. Duh, I know. I like, you know what? I, I also, I like how sometimes the, the titles of the songs don't necessarily, you know, right away, right. you know, tell you what the song's going to be like. But I, I like that sometimes because you feel like maybe that, maybe he's giving you more with that. I also feel like, is this the song that has a six minute long uh, yeah. solo? A lot, no. of, a lot of guitar on No, this not this one. It's only three minutes. Well, this is a six, dog inside your Oh no, Dust Devils. Don't argue with me about this shit. Dust Devils about six minutes. (laughs) (laughs) I will throw my beer right in your face. Okay, Uh, three minutes solo. Sorry, (laughs) sorry, three minute solo. Totally uh, fine. Totally fine. (laughs) And now this next song is very interesting, uh, Strawberry, because the lyrics themselves are kind of uh, country ish. It reminds me of like a country song, right? Yeah, but it's about screwing. Yeah, <laughs> which uh, would make make it alt country then, like old school country. Yeah, right. Because they're not just in a pickup truck drinking beer, you know. Right, right. Or shooting someone just to watch There's them that. die. Right, right. Yeah. So this song, I, I feel right. like. Uh, I, Hank, uh, I feel like this song almost could be like a, a stream of consciousness. Almost. I mean, I don't know if I can make heads or tails of uh, what's going on. You're just not trying. That's well, fine. go ahead, Barry. Let me know. Yeah, count- let's hear some. Let's hear some lyrics. The counselor talked to you about that. We discussed that. Um, why? I don't know why I have to go four times a week. <laughs> because that's what the parole officer says. Uh, no, I think it's. I think it's. Um, he's. It's a love song and Gibby's another love song in Gibby Land. Well, not to yourself, to us. Huh? Yeah, read the lyrics to us. You want? <laughs> he's oh, just reading them in my head. <laughs> not in my head. You want me to read them yeah, out loud? Yeah. Oh too many times God. you tried to talk. Did you take a fistful of acid tonight I still too? <laughs> Two we, as well. That's what we should have done. If you knew my family history, you would know why the answer is no. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, too many times you tried to say I'm not your kind of man, but it's is it time for me to come? I really want to know. Is it time for me to stay or time for me to go? Da na 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 na. I'd like to also say that that fits into my exorcist theory. Uh, it does. Hit me with your rhythm stick. <laughs> well, I mean, that would be the part where they're exercising him out. Is uh, it time oh, for me to come? Time, uh, time for me to go. Okay. And now what at the and end? And then he counts down in in the middle of it. And, and what is that guy speaking at the end? I think, uh, uh, I think it's like a Arabic. No, like Arabic. I think Navajo. Well, I read somewhere in Navajo. Oh, it's Navajo. Right? It's no. Navajo. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm but it's supposed to be "fuck you." You don't know what this is. Yes. Right. Right. Or yeah. Figure it out. Yeah. Exactly. It's weird and, and oh, it is. Uh, it is strange weird. and it is and and ethereal. Yeah. And yes. It is. Definitely. Oh, and here's the train again. Which is also off-putting. <laughs> it really right. is. And right. there's nobody on the train, so that bright line apparently it's just too expensive. Okay, so now we got a quick two-minute song called, and the title is "Some Dispute Over T-Shirt Sales," which is a total cover of Ministry uh, "Jesus Built My Hot Rod." Uh, Jesus Built My Hot Rod, right? Which can be sang, but but it also makes me think it's like a it's a big fuck you to uh, uh, Revolting Cox, right? No, but but uh, but Why and actually, I also read that this song because he song, sang for Revolting Cox. That this song originally was a uh, Butthole Surfer song in 1990. Oh, the, uh, okay. The, um, so okay. he kind of, I think Gibby kind of ripped himself off when he did the uh, Nine Inch Nails thing, and then they decided to record it. So when was the Jesus Built My Heart? 91. Psalm 69 record. Okay, so. Yeah, 91. 
Yeah, so he's, say, yeah. he's saying that perhaps the, he might be owed additional compensation for the uh, well, sales. Well, that's, that's what makes me think of that in yeah. particular, is because he sang on the ministry record, but he was part of Revolting Cox. Now, okay, now tell me how this exorcist fits into this then. <laughs> yeah, Chuck Livid, thank you for that for that second. Can I get a sec can I get a witness? Amen. <laughs> from Loose- Amen Corner. Loosely. 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 All right, okay. Okay, so uh, we could say that perhaps this one leaps outside of the stylistic and contextual framework that you have constructed, but we're gonna allow that as a Um I'd also like to throw in a fistful of acid. Okay. <laughs> So, and potentially, like, hey, this record has to be about two minutes longer. Yeah, right, right. I know. You know what? Honestly, there's a couple of songs that I feel like that almost. That I feel like "Eh, they didn't necessarily right. They fleshed out. They like maybe this next song, "Dancing Fool," which uh, which Paul sang. I can't hear that song without thinking of uh, Zappa had the song "Dancing Fool," which I did not like. And well, Although the music on this what? one, the music on Dancing Fool is, uh, I got the purple down here, Mississippi Queen. So there's some, um, some. Uh, oh, okay, okay. Does it? I feel like this song it somehow equates dancing with cancer. Just like cancer, he does say that yeah. I am the dancing fool. <laughs> Dance with me, I am the disco king. I also think it could just be somebody they saw it on the road and was like, let's write a song about. It. Remember that guy. But also consider a dancing fool is on the bed. On the bed, her her gyrating around and all that. Yes. Yeah, I mean, there's that. No, I get it. I'm on board, Tim. I'm 100 percent on board. (laughs) I you've you've been converted. (laughs) Oh, I love it. 100. percent I love it. I joined your cult. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, we get the we get the Kool Aid in the back. Don't worry about it. It's gonna be fine. Just drink it. It'll be delicious. Now we got you don't know me. Right. Which, if you have ever seen the Exorcist. They have to figure out its name. Yeah, right, right. That's and a big, yeah, that's a big uh, thing in there, right? Um, what they do? Who are you? And he's being and he's very cagey about it. He's a cagey, and they're like, no, Satan is not. Satan doesn't do that. Right, exactly. It's yeah, specific yeah. demons. Sorry, I watch a lot of horror. Wawa, <laughs> no, or is that no, one no, of those? Right. I can't remember what the name of the demon is. I'm Pazuzu. sorry. I'm not, I'm not sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. <laughs> you don't remember. Tim should know. You know the name of the Pazuzu. 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 See, I knew he'd know that. Right. <laughs> he's such a nerd. He's a cool, is, he's a cool nerd. Which I like also Chuck is one of those. Uh, <laughs> there's a William Burroughs book where he names a lot of demons, and I think uh, Pazuzu or, is one of those. Well, it's also a very uh, important part of The Exorcist. It's a plot part. Well, she she's on her phone. Your wife can she not just pay attention to this? What, is she, why does she, what do you care if she's paying attention? <laughs> <laughs> she's looking up Pazuzu. No, <laughs> she's so not. Funny. Uh, <laughs> all right, this Anything song for is entertainment. But, surprisingly catchy. But it also has the line: it is. "You don't know me, you might know my name." Yeah, but there's yes, a yes, yes. Um, feel it holy or not at all. Right. You okay. want to see me ruined? I know that's your game. Realize there's nothing left at all. You want to see me ruined or not at all. Yeah. Yeah. So this, again, and, uh, menacing. And uh, yeah, the lyrics in this are surprisingly lucid type lyrics, where it's actually, you know, it's sort of like an actual song. <laughs> I was go. thinking on this one, this one reminds me really strongly of something else, and I'm going to try to figure it out before I edit tomorrow so I can pop okay. it up underneath there. Maybe you could have done that before yeah, we actually I did the podcast. No. But, you know, everyone Sorry. works differently. Everyone's <laughs> yeah. got their own work yeah. stream. 
Uh, all right, so we get to the annoying song. One of my favorite songs on this record. I know, I like it too. And I guess, I mean, yeah. is it called the annoying song because he the uses that vocal. annoying effect on his vocal? Which uh, is actually, probably. I like, I enjoy, but I could see it being. I think, in fact, I think I was listening to it at home, and at least like at one point, I could tell Lisa was getting annoyed that I was. Listening. <laughs> <laughs> my my thought on this, as it as it pertains to my theory, yes, is that this is when the Exorcist. Is the exorcism is taking effect? Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. So the cigarette smoking priest is getting this mojo. He's on. got him. You, the boxing priest is in. Right. He's got it, and he's uh, really making some headway. Yeah. Yes. And now, did you guys notice that on this song? Helios Creed, who was the Chrome. guitar player from yeah mid seventies uh, San Francisco band Chrome, uh, plays on this one and he plays on the last song Clean Clean It Up yep. too. I played, really? a, I, yes. played a, oh, I, didn't know I played a Chrome song uh, in the lead up to the show, but nobody noticed. Well, no one. Of course, no one noticed. Um, story of your life. <laughs> Sorry, Pretty buddy. much. Yeah, yeah, but I missed uh, it. Sorry. they get uh, Helios Creed in there to, to jam some guitars on this song, and uh, it's pretty cool. It's pretty badass. Yeah, Helios Creed, but they were, um, Chrome was almost like a predecessor to the butthole stylistically. They were uh, and also, crazy noise, psychedelic, but with like industrial sound. In- industrial, right. I was going to yeah. say, they were like a very early band yeah, they like, uh, that probably influenced yeah, a lot I think of some LSD sure. was involved with Chrome sound so as well. Drug. Why all the drugs, kids? I don't get it. What's, the, What's the name of the podcast, Rob? Pat, why do you have to do drugs? <laughs> that record got me high. <laughs> I actually like straight edge. He was just telling me earlier. Totally I actually really like a lot of that weird 60s uh, druggy stuff, like Parade yeah. Kingsley and stuff like that. That all became. Uh, DJ is in the room. DJ is in the IT. building, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you guys right. know Parade Kingsley? No. That's the the, the two guys who did uh, um, loops with a. Uh, never mind. It doesn't matter. <laughs> There goes that. Here comes that. Train's comes coming that, off the tracks. That, that, Jeopardy. Hey, that, right. that Jeopardy music is going to come right, in handy We get into again. song 13 in this record, and it is Dust Devil. And this is a badass song. Now, tell me, what's your theory on this song? Because I have a theory about this song. Well, tell me your theory first. Okay, Dust Devil, he's saying, I drove out to the canyon grinding dust up from the sand. I don't ever fuck with the Dust Devil. He's got the power of an upright in his goddamn hand. Could it mean he's mad? Is this, I'm thinking, is this him imagining that he's out on the on the desert driving, but he's really just home stoned vacuuming? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like it to me. <laughs> That's what I got is that he's just he's vacuuming. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he's imagining all this other shit that he's doing and he's writing, but he's just drunk and he's and he's vacuuming. Is this the one that has a six-minute-long solo? Yes, it is. This is the one. You got it, Tim. You got there. If you have a lot of housework to do, alcohol is the solution. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, you know, I'm going to say Dust Devil. Devil's in the name. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Power of the the goddamn hand. The bodies fly right through the night, all faceless and without name. I grab onto a foreign handle, walking all through a door. Discovered I was just buying a pint. Of turkey at the liquor store. <laughs> turkey at the liquor store. Wild turkey, that is. Wow. That's it. Texas yeah, and it's got um, the whole outro, the noisy guitar outro on this is really awesome. And a long solo. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. song in particular, uh, based on another movie, makes me think of uh, J- uh, Jacob's Ladder. Oh, okay. You okay. ever seen that? Yes, yes. The movie's crazy. That is a crazy movie. I could see you really liking that movie, too. I love that movie. I know, of course you do. I'm a Joe Peter Wicken fan, too. Nuts. Yeah. 
Because yeah, you, you have issues I that like you need things. to deal with, and hopefully yeah, one day you'll I'm, I'm mostly the most uh, well-adjusted <laughs> person that I know. <laughs> hey, this is Chuck Livett. Just let me know when it's appropriate for me to cut in. Yeah, go. <laughs> Tim didn't ask uh, permission when, he, when <laughs> he's drunkly... I know, uh, like I said earlier, I'm actually nice. Yeah, yeah. you are. You know, I'm <laughs> considerate. You are. You're a good Yeah. Okay. So did you know that they're making a Jacob's Ladder remake? They're... No, I don't want to know about that. I already bought tickets. We're going. All right. So uh, I just have this one. Counts, this counts as your as your budding in. This is it. Oh, right this here. is it. So this is it. No, this yeah. is it. This is it. it. I'm taking advantage of this. Get it. Uh, so I have a funny uh, butthole surfers story. Okay. So when Electric safe. Larry Land came out, I was all stoked. I, I really dug it. You know, right. I was you were, I was, you I was were a nine. child. You were nine, right? Thirteen. Okay. Fourteen, maybe. <laughs> but uh, I remember, like a couple of years later, watching a video on MTV. And I go, wait a minute, is this Butthole Surfers? And it was Monster Magnet. And I was like, this is fucking horrible. Uh, really bad band. Good for you. Looks like Gibby. Right. But anyway, right? No, no. Not, they're not horrible. Well, the dude looked like Gibby. Oh. It was it was a ridiculous song. It was like oh. fireworks, pyrotechnics. Yeah. Yeah. Horrible. So All right. Judging. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Chuck me. Levin. Yeah, see ya. <laughs> that song is called Space Lord. Is that it? That sounds like a Hawkwind song. It certainly space, does. Space Lord would definitely. So now we get through. This is a very Space Lord, Mother, Mother. The next song is very appropriate because it's called "Leave Me Alone." <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes I wish Chuck would just leave. I me do want to. Ma- I want to make one last point. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> this show has gotten so much better since you stopped being funny. You made you made that promise, yeah. like a couple of episodes. I think it was the Elton John episode that you said you weren't going to joke around anymore. Wow. <laughs> Ratings have been through the roof. Yeah. It's true. It's I've been true. I've been paying attention. We, we, do you want see to, you guys? Do you really want to talk about? Ratings, yeah, especially right. especially since the Bikini Kill record. Do you right. want to go there? All right, so leave me alone. This is another old school. This is another old school butthole surfer sounding song. Yes, feel, it is. Right? Yes. Yeah. And uh, and Gibby singing God knows into a bullhorn. You don't know yeah, what the right. fuck he's saying. No, there's no lyrics available <laughs> for it. No. So, uh, but as it pertains to The Exorcist, yes. go ahead, do it. This would be the young lady gaining control of her body. Leave me alone. Uh, I love you know. I just, I just would love to see when you. This was all come when you were figuring out the exorcist thing, like your mind being blown. I, oh I yeah, I was driving like an '86 <laughs> Buick on Broward Boulevard. It was. Oh I'm sure it was great. What did you call? Did you call someone and tell them, like one of your friends? It was. You mean from a paper? It was like yeah, exactly. <laughs> did you have any friends then at that time? <laughs> I think I got probably got stoned and tried to explain it and uh, found myself in mom, a circle. Mom, right. no, listen. <laughs> I, think it, I, I think it was like, oh, my God, this record is what? Yeah. What are we talking about? Timmy, you need to come home. Sure, I'll watch Big Lebowski again. That's fine. <laughs> Honey Blunts, let's All do this. Right. All right, so now we come to Edgar, which this song, now, did this remind you, what band does this sound like? This gave me a Husker Du Zen Arcade vibe, this song. Really? The music in it. If you okay. listen to music again, it's yeah. definitely got like a Husker Du sound yeah, and everything. I was trying to dig up those connections, but I didn't make that one, but I will trust you. And, and I will, Yeah, yeah, uh, I think you will say, yeah, yeah, definitely okay. Well, there's a really nice banjo. And once again, no well, one... Well, I have written down banjo. Yeah, once again, no one has any idea what he's saying nope, when not he's a, saying. Not a word. Song. You can't. You could look online, and whenever you see lyrics, sometimes you'll see you'll see Edgar lyrics. You go, "Oh, awesome!" And you click on it, and it goes, "No lyrics have been yeah. found for this so song yet." The thing is, another <laughs> thing that happened in the early '90s with the advent of CDs was that well, 74 minutes, right? 
Yeah. So if you got seventy four minutes, eighty, right? Right. We're gonna put. We're gonna have to do seventy four minutes yeah. of music. We got John so, Paul Jones producing it. We're right, gonna fill exactly. up this goddamn so, CD. No matter what happens, you gotta finish that thing. Fill that thing out. So that explains, I think, a little bit of the length of the, some of the songs on the record. Is like just keep, just keep soloing, keep soloing. I'll be honest. I, I, <laughs> every every version that I have, other than my Spotify, is right. before Edgar. Oh really? Yeah. Wait, why is that? Um, because I didn't add them. <laughs> oh. Okay. All right. We so understand. you're kind of done. You're done with it. Right. Well, I mean, I feel like you know, we, love them and we, leave them. Boy, such a love them and leave them, Tim. That's you. I feel, I feel like we've completed Where's the Mitzi? journey. Where's Mitzi? I've com- <laughs> I feel like we've completed the journey. Right. As I said before, and it's you know, look, no, no knock to the butthole surfers. I, I'm super into whatever they wanted to do. Yeah. But um, Electric Larryland is the next record. Yeah. Right. The pencil on. and the ear one, right. Right, right, exactly. Right, right. And, with uh, Pepper, with the big song Pepper. Right. That's when, Which is a that's great when Chuck was, Mom, yeah, can but, I, it's but yeah. oh, I know their name's bad, but I really <laughs> like that song. Yeah. How do you know surfing a butthole is a bad thing? <laughs> no one, it's not, it's fine. It's 21st century. Uh, okay, so you didn't get you didn't get the ballad of the naked man on your things. Why would you oh, leave no. that off? I <laughs> definitely know the ballad. Naked <laughs> man. This is great. This is Jeff Pincus playing the banjo, playing the fuck out of a banjo. Yes, and it's great. It is a really good. Yeah, it sounds like a Sunday morning record. I feel like it goes on a little. It's a six minute song, and it didn't need to be a six minute song. Seventy four minutes. Exactly. Precisely. This song could have been four minutes. And yeah. However, 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 yes. if we're going by my exorcist screed. Oh, but you don't even count. You, you don't even listen to these songs, but they still go in your exorcist thing. Go ahead. Do it. <laughs> this no, is exorcist This is the too. calm down and the, the relaxation. Uh, denouement? The denouement, for sure. The denouement, 100%. I knew you would know what that meant. <laughs> so fucking Dakota, smart. it's like Dakota. <laughs> when it ends and then it comes back. Um, this go would ahead, be our ahead. requiem. No, go ahead. So what about Naked Man? Go ahead. Well, no, it's just there there are no other words, is there? It's like five words. No, no, words you're right. You're right. Song. Yeah, you're right. But you're right. it's this very nice. So it's this the end to this crazy It's after acerbic the after the, the, the priest is, gets the devil in him and he goes out the window and then there and then at, she's like at, I don't remember what happened. I don't at know. At the end of the movie they have a very nice interaction That comes in handy between, if you can use uh, that. She the, hugs the other priest. Yeah. yeah all of that. Which if I was that priest, I don't know if I would have hugged her. I would not hugged her. <laughs> Fuck that bitch. Right. Yeah. Is that vomit? You crazy girl. You need to go away. Yeah. Right. Bye Felicia. Especially, it was a girl. You're, le- you're, le- you're, you're leaving Washington D.C. <laughs> Thank Jesus, little baby Jesus. Oh my God, I don't want to know. Don't but tell but me where you're going. Yeah, and then uh, uh, clean it up. Clean it up. Which is basically this is eight minutes, eight and a half minutes. Eight minutes of Gibby <laughs> making vomit sounds. Making vomit sounds, or do you think they're recording him vomiting? I think he vomiting? knows how to do it now. Nah, I, I think, think so, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Because uh, on right. a lady's, harkens back to a lady sniff of uh, Psychic Powerless, Another Man's Sack, which has the, the Loogie Hawkins sound. Oh, in yeah, it, I love that. And That's the vomit great. hitting the toilet sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so this is, yeah, mostly instrumental. Ask me some cinematic, of that dumbass. Yeah, very over there. cinematic, this last song. It definitely is. Uh, in my opinion, that's the demon licking its wounds. Oh. Uh, 
He's got an answer for everything. <laughs> I've, seriously, it's been like 20 he years. I've been ma- thinking, thinking about this. Wait a second. Aren't you a paralegal? A law office? Don't you work in a law office? I have that too. I also have yeah, a master's degree. Okay. Yes. Tell, tell everyone what your master's degree is in. Communications. Thank you. Uh, I can communicate smartest, like a fucking He's asshole. the smartest guest we've ever... Where's Chuck Livid? <laughs> Tim is the smartest guest we've had on our show. <laughs> hey, Boilermakers! All right. All right, man, so that's it. So we did it. This record with so many goddamn songs. It had seven. This is the most songs, I think, of any record we've done. Um, how do you feel? How do you, you feel? call them all songs. Yeah, they're I, not all songs. No, they're not. <laughs> no, they're not all songs. <laughs> yeah, we kinda... how, so how do you both feel about my exorcist idea? No, I'm told you I'm 100% on board. I think yes. that, I'm going to well, tell anyone I meet, that's what I'm going to tell them. Even if it's an them. accident, <laughs> which I, I, I don't actually think that okay. it was not. All right, like, I, got, I don't think it was on purpose. We got a minute. I can tell. A, I, we got, there's things like that that happen. My wife and I were driving down the highway between Athens, Georgia, and Miami sometime in the mid-90s with our, uh, you know, by that point we had CD players, so we had CDs in a little box. And we were um, listening to... No, actually, we listened to rock radio in Jacksonville, Florida. We were we were over there, and so um, there was a Scorpion song on the radio, awesome. and the Scorpion, and it was actually yeah, it was we were actually digging it, and then I go man, you know what? This sounds this sounds like Alice in Chains, and then boom, right after that, the DJ goes, and here's uh, Alice in Chains with uh, you know with whatever something off of dirt and we were like damn same thing it was yeah. it was like you get shocking those... listening to rock radio and you hear uh, scorpions and alice in chains who would have ever thought that would happen <laughs> yeah, but, no, but, it, but no but it was the fact that the dj heard the scorpions and probably was like uh, okay you had the yeah. same and this same is revelation. before your phones could listen to what you're saying and actually would yeah, do true. it on purpose yeah, this is before all that beat checking all that <laughs> all right, right well uh thank you very much for our special guest tim moffitt you yes did a thank great you job. Very much. thank you for having me brought thank the you. goods thank you. Thank you to Laser Wolf for yes. having us here. Everyone, one more time. Everyone, give it up for Laser Wolf. Again, uh, they're outside. They're sweating their ass. And I just want to give it up for one of our. Um, we have five. Some of us to five of our episodes uh, this week from Oxford, Mississippi. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm going to shout out to uh, Josh Clemens because I know that that's you and you live in Oxford, Mississippi. Oh, nice. And uh, Guillermo, I saw uh, Guillermo uh, the Guillermo? other day. I saw, no, he's not here, but I saw him wearing a. Uh, that record got me high shirt. And I said, where the fuck did you get that? And he got it uh, online. Red Bubble. Yeah, from Red Bubble. So, so we have uh, shirts on uh, Red Bubble and also on uh, Society 6. Yes. Uh, very exciting. And next week, what are we doing next week? We are doing... No, I, I think I know I remember. We're yeah, we're doing week. the Kinks. Oh, yeah, we're doing the Kinks. Calling with in with uh, uh, Marianne Spellman yeah. from Seattle, Washington. All right, we're doing... That's we are the uh, Village Green... Uh, Preservation Society. Kinks of the Village Green. Great she was the uh, tour photographer Tim on approved. their So thank God tour. Tim approved. I would have been so... <laughs> Bad it felt so bad. Come on now. <laughs> All right. Come on now. Come on. All right, everyone. So thank you very much for listening. Uh, next month, uh, we're going to do it here again next month, and we're going to be doing um, uh, Zappa, Frank Zappa record apostrophe with our special guest, Jesse Small. Yeah. From, from Milk Spot is going to be talking Zappa, and I will tell you right now, I fucking hate He's Frank not a Zappa. Zappa fan. But Barry really likes Zappa, yeah, and yeah. Jesse's very influenced. So we're going to do it. What the hell? We'll do it. I'll just, I'm going to drink. I'm going to pre drink before that Don't episode. You eat that yellow snow. <laughs> I yeah. met Jesse so talking clever. about butthole surfers, by really? the way. Oh, really? And the Melvins, yes. Oh, nice. Awesome. All right, so that's uh, next month. We're doing it here at Laser Wolf. Once again, this is That Record Got Me High. That's Barry Stock. That's Rob Elba. All right, we'll see you guys next week. 
Now who you jiving?